Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the For the Ladies Mixed Bag Podcast, where we bring you all up to date on what's going on in women's golf from all levels, amateur to professional. Um, we're back. You're back in the United States. I'm back in the United States, nine-day sabbatical, away from my lovely wife, who I'm sure missed me dearly. She did. You have returned to Toledo, Ohio, because... You had a wedding shower and you wanted to play the wonderful Inverness Club. Yep. And besides big life events or big golf events, you have no reason to return to your hometown. I know. Well, people keep asking when I'm going to come back to Toledo. I'm like, well, aside from the mixed bag podcast recordings, I don't know. Right. You've turned your back. It's okay. You've I know. left us behind for, for greener pastures, but you'll come back. Your wedding's here. You'll be back. Yep. It'll force me back. Right. Um, but yes, we are recording from the Inverness Live Ted Ray Pub. <laughs> inside the Inverness Club at the, the currently closed but now occupied Ted Ray Pub. Uh, well, let's kick it off with some for the ladies housekeeping items. We have our Camp Bandon presented by Seamus Golf this week. Um, 24 of us are headed to Bandon Dunes and we're going to play five of the courses. I'm super excited. Um, it's just going to be a great, great trip. And I'm sure we'll recap it at some point, but if you ever want to hear about our future golf getaways, whether they're at Pinehurst or Bandon Dunes, um, subscribe to our newsletter at fortheladies.net. And then the second housekeeping item that I'm excited about is that we're now hosting four outings and they're all scramble events. And we're hosting those in Cleveland, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Washington, DC. Um, some of them are nine holes. Some of them are 18 holes. We're doing them nine holes if we were playing during the week. I think it's a fun way to get out there and play, but like very low pressure. Scrambles are great. Well, we kind of describe what a scramble is if you don't know already. And um, yeah, I wanted to just like quickly dive into your trip. I mean, at least tell us where you played. Yeah. So I spent uh, eight days or nine days in Scotland. We played eight rounds. I was able to play the old course twice, played 36 holes at Muirfield had the traditional Muirfield enormous lunch, which was very interesting. And that's the site of the women's open championship this year. And St. Andrews is the site of the men's open championship this year. So that was fun. Played Kings Barnes, Carnoustie, North Barrick, which was an awesome experience. Katrina Matthews or Katrina Matthews husband, Graham was my caddy. Oh, sweet. And we reminisced a lot about Solheim. She's from, the North Barrick area and got a nice tour of the clubhouse from their clubhouse manager. So a lot of good golf. Uh, my play actually wasn't completely terrible okay. out of, out of a, su- a surprising turn of events from what had been forecasted. So my, uh, my play was satisfactory and I feel fairly confident heading into the season that I might not be completely terrible. All right. Sorry, I'm going to play with the mic. We'll, we'll keep this in the podcast. It's very important. People are changing things. Audio, visual, yeah. technical director, Abby. That's sweet. Yeah. So That's Muirfield connection. was awesome. Yeah. It will be a great venue. It'll be interesting to see how they set up the golf course. And obviously the old course is very special and has a unique experience. So anyone that can get over there, you know, obviously takes some time, some effort, but this was a, a 2020 trip that got delayed to 2022. So met a lot of my friends over there that I'd met previously on this trip in 2018 from all over the world and 
Some of them are coming to visit next week and or next month in beautiful Toledo, Ohio. So it's a great way to meet people and play golf in a very unique way. Not the way I grew up playing here in the Midwest, but keeping the ball on the ground, battling the wind. And hopefully for both open championships, we see a little bit of wind and weather and see how it all shakes out for the players. But the old course for the men in Muirfield for the women's open championship can't get much better than those two. Yeah, that's awesome. We um, are working on finalizing a Scotland for ladies trip for 2023. So another reason to join the newsletter and keep an eye out for that. Um, well, I'm glad it was good. Yeah, that's it was great. great. It's great to go on a golf trip. Absolutely. Especially something that's been delayed. Like a lot yeah. of us have felt with a lot of different vacations and trips. So good to finally get it out of the way. Was it easy for you to like get back on their schedule? Um, I don't sleep on airplanes, so I just kind of stayed up for about 30 hours on the way there. Yeah. And on the way back, I just pushed myself to stay up as late as I could on Saturday when I got back. So I felt pretty good the last two days. All right. Great. Despite, <laughs> despite my old age and limited, uh, physical, uh, abilities, I felt pretty good. All right. Well, let's get into the LPGA. Um, first, so since the last time we chatted, the last event we covered was the JTBC. Um, so since then there's been three tournaments and the furthest one out was the Lote championship presented by Opelai. Uh, winner was Hugh Kim at Opelai country club. Um, what'd you think? I mean, this was a different venue. Than different typically. venue from where Lydia won last year. Yeah. Uh, great golf channel coverage. You get primetime golf uh, if you live on the East Coast or Central Time Zone. So you had four days of solid golf channel coverage. Uh, exciting finish. Uh, Nyako Shibuno, who I think a lot of people like, has a great personality. Yeah. Battled, hung in there. And Huju Kim played really well. Had an awesome pitch shot on the 18th hole to tap in distance to kind of secure victory. But it was a, a competitive event to a certain extent. Had a little bit of leaderboard spread, new venue, you know, kind of a, a typical Hawaiian uh, venue feel in the broadcast and the way it was put out there. But, you know, it's not a bad event to kind of start the, yeah. the West Coast swing leading into California with a, a worthy champion and a good champion and a great runner up. And, you know, you had some good names as the season kind of gets going. I think it's important to also look down the leaderboard a little bit. You know, Jarena Mendoza, some people might know her as Jarena Pillar, you know, had a top 10 at that event. Celine Boudier played well again, which has been a theme for a while. Yeah. So just to see some players that maybe have haven't played as well or are kind of getting their year going. Uh, Brittany Altamore, who was on the uh, Solheim Cup, closed really well with a 66 tie for 10th and Andrea Lee uh, top 12. So just some names of people that kind of kept some momentum going or, you know, established some momentum heading into the California events. But again, good event, solid event, good coverage. Not more I can add uh, beyond all of that. It was Huju Kim's fifth LPGA tour win. Um, I would like to note that she, you mentioned she beat Hanako Shibuno and Shibuno was my um, LPGA rookie of the year. I think as well, my prediction for is that her even was, eligible? I, know. <laughs> I Did, think because so she for those who we're don't gonna know, have to start writing open, We do need to write them down because I somebody else came up. I was thinking about Allison Lee 
she played well and she I think in LA and she was one of my like people to watch um but yeah I think I think it's like a, just a solid event I mean like if there were some good names that I looked at going down the leaderboard Ashley Goodbye was solo fourth and we saw quite a, quite a bit of her last year so it was just like nice to see um just interesting Brooke Henderson and Danielle King both withdrew from the event. Brooke, I think, was sick. And it's just an interesting time of year as we're ramping up for the major season, the rest of the major season. Um, so what's your rating for the uh, Lotte? I think the Golf Channel coverage was great. Okay. The venue wasn't bad. I think this is a baseline, decent 7.5 event. Okay. It's a comfortable, good event. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move to the back-to-back weeks in Los Angeles. So first we had the DIO Implant LA Open. Do not look up DIO Implant. I mean, amazing that they're sponsoring an LPGA Tour event, but I think it's like teeth implants or something. Oh, yeah, very visual. Interesting. Because I was like, oh, like who is this new, who is the sponsor? I'm I wasn't so sure what direction that was going. So. It's so interesting. <laughs> I just, you know, if you're not, if teeth make you a little like queasy, like mm. you wouldn't look it up. Like veneers? I think it's like veneers and yeah, hmm. some other stuff. But um, it was at Wilshire. Wilshire. Wilshire? Wilshire. I think it's Wilshire, like Wilshire Boulevard. All right, Country Club. And Nasa Hatoka won. It was her sixth career victory. Um, we talked before the podcast. Uh, Golf Weekend named her one of the top LPGA players that major. I mean, great venue. A lot of, you know, the golf podcasts and news outlets were talking about how great of a venue Wilshire is. Yep. But they're back there. So just like a, you know, it's a, it's a, I love the back-to-back weeks in LA. I think there's just like a lot of storylines. Um, you know, the LPGA sold tickets. So you can purchase tickets for both weeks for the back-to-back. I just, I like this part of the schedule for them. I do. I love this golf course. I said it when we kind of did the quick uh, preview uh, mm-hmm. about a month ago. A lot of good players on the leaderboard. Yeah, Brooke Henderson won this event last year. Yeah. NASA wins this event this year. I think that speaks a little bit to the quality of the event when you have two excellent champions, not to take away from other events, but back-to-back two great champions, Hannah Green, who's played really well, yeah. Madeline Sagstrom, who played really well through the L.A. swing, NB was on the leaderboard, uh, Lilia Vu played well, a uh, friend of the program. Um, <laughs> That's right. So... I think it was just a, another really good event, primetime coverage, lots of golf channel coverage, you know, in yeah. the evenings, which is great mm-hmm. on a really good golf course in a cool setting. I really like this event. I said it before it lived up to expectations, had a great winner. It wasn't really that close at the end, but a very deserving champion on a good golf course with good television. I think that checks a lot of boxes. Yeah. I mean, the 630 to 930 time slot uh eastern time is just so good because if i'm just like hanging out right it is so easy for me to just flip that on and, right you know, multitask or watch do a bunch of other things it's like it's just so perfect right make brendan a delicious dinner while you're watching golf things of that nature he's making me dinner i will like i wash the dishes but i'm not making any food <laughs> um but yeah great event and i don't know every time i watch the golf channel coverage i i'm just like i'm really um, it's very enjoyable. It's really good commentary. Right. Like everybody on that team is very strong. Right. Morgan um, Pressel has been really good. She's yeah. a good addition. Obviously everyone loves Judy Rankin and she's a legend. And I saw on Twitter, it sounds like she might be back in the fall, which oh, is nice. great. Yeah. But the golf channel team, the, the Tom Abbott, Grant Boone, Karen Stupples, Jerry Foltz, all those folks that are involved 
week in and week out. And now with the addition of Morgan Pressel, do a great job. But I think Morgan's young enough and connected to enough to the tour that she'll be able to bring a little more insight and player insight, which I think is great for the LPGA. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you mentioned with the last um, tournament, a lot of good names in the leaderboard on that one. Tied for third was NB, Madeline Sackstrom, and Minji Lee, who won the LA Open. Um, Sackstrom mentioned that she hasn't missed a cut since last May. That was then maybe, I don't know how she finished last week, but this past week. But, um, you know, good venues bring out good players. Exactly. So what is the rating for Wilshire? This is a very high rating. I went 8.6. That to me is a very good, solid rating, non-major, good champion, good television, really good venue, big city, checks a lot of boxes in my book. Okay. Love that. Hopefully it'll be back next year and I'm sure they'll crown another very deserving champion, but that's one of my favorite kind of under the radar events on the LPGA tour. Yeah. Right. I just like how these, they're all like super solid, but they're just, you know, leading up to all the other right. events. Momentum is starting to build. The know, schedule's getting nice. a little bit more consistent. And I think it all helps moving forward. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Palos Verdes Championship presented by Bank of America um, at Palos Verdes Golf Club. Uh, our winner was Marina Alex. Uh, I feel like there's a lot to talk about here. The mm-hmm. one thing with the golf club that, um, I thought was fun is that it has hosted the Northrop Grumman regional challenge, which is a collegiate event for the past 25 years. Um, Andrea Lee, who finished fifth this week, you know, has played in that event. There were a ton of players who have played in that collegiate event. And so I always think it's fun. We see it here at Inverness. I think it's fun when um, players who have competed on golf courses in their collegiate career certain, typically have like fond memories of the, yep. those times. And I think it's really fun to return in the professional way. Yep. Well, I think this event was cool from an amateur perspective. You have Rachel Keen play. Yep. Um, recent winner of the Anwa tournament, Anna Davis played and yep. made the cut, uh, which is awesome at her age, 16 years old to make the cut in near her hometown. So a lot of cool dynamics to this event, like we talked about with the back-to-back LA events, but really a neat champion. I mean, watching this yesterday, I thought, you know, here's another Jin Young-Ko victory coming down the pike. She's charging, you know, had the great first round, kind of middled a little bit, second, third round. And Marina Alex played awesome. And it's great to see she's an American. She's from New Jersey. She was on the 2019 Solheim Cup team, uh, lost the match to Suzanne Pedersen mm, in the clinching match of singles. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it takes time to rebound after something like that. Golf's a, and then was injured. a funny game and you battle injuries. And now to come back, she had, uh, you know, a top 10 the week before thereabouts. And then to get a, a victory. I know we're a year plus away from another Solheim cup, but to see an American that's maybe not one of the Cordas, not someone, you know, a Danielle Kang type player win. That's really good for women's golf in this country. She's got a great personality. Her look with the glasses is sweet. (laughs) And it was really good golf. You had a great leaderboard at the end with Solheim cup player, Megan Kang, Lydia Ko, Jin Young Ko, and then Marina you know, holds them off to win by one speaks to her 
success and hopefully kind of where her career is going. And then, you know, we look down the leaderboard, Madeline Sagstrom picks up another top 10, yeah. Hannah Green, a top five. We're seeing a lot of these names, even if they're not winning, are getting into contention or getting on the leaderboards, you know, week in and week out. Um, another, you know, thing, a person of note was Andrea Lee. She lost her LPGA tour card, but, you know, this top finish should, should help her. Yeah, should be good. It, especially since she finished well uh, the week prior. Mm-hmm. So exciting. It's just nice to see, you know, I, it's nice to see people be able to come back. Um, Hannah Green's name has been said multiple times. Right. Like she's clearly going to be due for a win soon. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, no, I think Marina Alex, like such an awesome winner because she is so vocal about, you know, elevating women's voices and elevating the women's game. And, you know, she, it was interesting in her um, post tournament interview like she was talking about she's like you know i don't know how long i would be playing this game but i'm gonna be around for a long time and so i'm excited to see like what does she do right when she doesn't want to play anymore can't um like is she gonna go work for the lpga tour like i just think she's a great boy she has a really good head on her shoulders i think she would be an amazing asset for the industry Mm -hmm. um and it's cool that she's got you know some game to back it up too so just overall really fun champion and and fun to celebrate those those wins Right. And she heads home here in a couple of weeks to an event in New Jersey, riding a, a big wave of momentum. And as we've seen, you know, golf is funny. These wins and these top performances and top fives and tens come in bunches and you kind of got to ride the wave. Yeah. And hopefully her wave of success continues throughout the summer. But, you know, I also mentioned friend of the program, my good buddy, Anna Bilotz, did get off oh, to a, a rough start okay. to start the season, but she made all three cuts. In Hawaii, okay. LA, and LA. So let's go. Anna. So hopefully momentum is building <laughs> for her season as well after she missed her first three cuts. So we always like to shout out friends of the program, friends of friends. Yeah. You know, so all right, I'll take there's it. my personal shout out for uh on behalf of the uh Elos Verdes <laughs> championship. Um, but I must say, did you uh if you were on social media today, which you're a very hardworking individual, maybe you weren't. Did you see Lydia Ko's interview? Well, I saw it Jerry? last night. Oh, you saw it last oh, yeah. night live. So, I mean, there's, Do you ha- there's would you care? Lives. Would you care to talk? Because I am not in a position to talk about that. Would you oh care to talk and tell the audience your review or synopsis or thoughts on her candor, honesty, and then Jerry Fultz's hysterical total you know, speechless response. So that was one of my story. I was like, we have some storylines, I feel like from, mm-hmm. from this event. So after the final round, Jerry is interviewing Lydia Ko and asked her about her mid round physical therapy. And because, and Marina Alex also had, you know, back issues. Like they were all talking about how they went to go see physio and her response for why she needed to go get that was because it was that time of the month and her back starts to bother her during that time. And Jerry just like, doesn't know how to respond. I mean, I, one, I think it's awesome because it's, as Lydia said, ladies, I know you can relate. And it's like, yes, everyone can, all, you know, ladies can relate. And two, she was, she just continues to be so fun and approachable and Jerry was um, at a loss for words and then Lydia <laughs> called him out on it, which is very funny. She's like, honestly, it is. I think few things. One is great to like normalize, you know, 
people's bodies and the things that they go through. And she was just being honest that right. was how she was feeling. I'm sure a lot of women can relate. And then too, I mean, Jerry is obviously around these women all the time. And so he probably was just like, I don't even know like how to respond to this. <laughs> he he kind of <laughs> chuckled and said, okay. But yeah, she just the, answered the question how it was asked of her. So, you know, I honesty, <laughs> honesty out of any athlete, especially when in defeat, is incredibly refreshing. And so refreshing. She has, like you said, she has a great personality. She was very honest and, hey, own it. And there you go. It was great. It was great. I was like, I hope. And she's clearly like opened the door to just being more like casual and, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk. she always seems very approachable and will share what's on her mind. Um, but it's also just a great personality for the LPGA. So that was just fun. And I, you know, Gave us all a laugh last night. Yep. Um, some other things. I mean, we talked about this, but um, Anna Davis, who won the Augusta National Women's Amateur, was given a sponsor's exemption to play in this event. She did make the weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, and, but she finished 70th. And she said she didn't have her best stuff that week, but like clearly right. a name to keep an eye Struggled on. Struggled a little bit in the fourth round, but that could yeah. be one of those two just the buildup, the practice rounds coming off of Anwa. Maybe you just run out of gas. Totally. She was, you know, round level par or just a couple over uh, par, made a great run to make the cut. Uh, shoot yeah. 72 on Saturday and then 76 on Sunday. And maybe just one of those things that you just run out of gas. And I think everybody that plays golf has played an event, a tournament, a member guest, uh, whatever it might be that was meaningful that maybe you got a little tired at the end. Totally. And that'll come with, you know, age and you know, being on that type of schedule. Exactly. Um, and then I know you mentioned Jin Young Co, but it is of note that it was her best finish since winning the HSBC Women's World Championship. We've like, you know, we've seen her certainly ebb and flow in her results this year. Um, she's always going to be a player right. that we're going to have our eyes on, especially for all the majors um, and just week after week. Um, so it, it was nice to see her come back. She wore like an awesome cardigan. One of the days <laughs> I appreciated that and normalize wearing cardigans on the golf course. Right. Um, so overall, what did you think for your, the rating? I like it again, West coast event, nice venue, great champion. I don't think the golf course quite builds up the way the week before did. So I gave okay. this one an 8.1, okay. which I think is a very good rating. It's a good event, a new event. And I'm very comfortable with that for the Palos Verdes Championship presented by Bank of America. Yes, fantastic. So, I mean, we've got a few things coming up. We Mm -hmm. have big things coming up. Yes, the Cognizant Founders Cup, which last year proved to be an awesome event. That was one of my favorite events at Mountain Ridge. I thought that golf golf course course. was tremendous in the last fall. Shortly after Solheim. Do you know anything about Upper Montclair? I know nothing. Yeah. I don't know why it moved. These well, things right. happen. Yeah. It's the nature of professional golf, but a lot of good golf in New Jersey. So I'm optimistic uh, for the venue. Yes. And we'll see where it goes. They have has some golf channel coverage. And then the final round is on CBS. Oh, I like that. I'm so, into it. Yeah, we have Golf Channel coverage, coverage. on uh, for about an hour, kind of the lead-in coverage, similar to what they do for a lot of the PJ Tour events. And then on May 15th, there is a week off. Uh, we have a couple hours of final round coverage on CBS. So looks like maybe some early round, maybe a tape delay Saturday. But um, the network coverage on Sunday is 
always good for getting eyes and focus on women's golf, especially with an event that has a nice purse. Right. And it's kind of a little bit of an elevated status type it event. Is. It's like, yeah. It's, what do they call them on the PGA tour? Oh, like the invitationals, like yeah. Memorial and Bay it has Hill. That type of feeling, yes, though. I agree. With oh. the increased purse, the founders that are there and kind yeah. of attached to it. It always like brings out nice stories too. Right. Um, and then following that, we have the Bank of Hope LPGA match play presented by MGM Rewards at Shadow Creek. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Big, big course. Big course, big venue. It's going to be interesting to see how this event shakes out. Remember last year, Shen Shen lost in the semifinals oh and then didn't want to play That's the third right. place match. And that was when the U S open was at Olympic for the players in this event. That's a lot of golf Yeah, for it's not a huge purse at this event leading into a U.S. women's open right. all the way back in Pinehurst. Now, Vegas is a huge international airport getting a flight from Vegas back to Raleigh or Charlotte or anywhere to get into the it's North Carolina like area isn't isn't difficult. But whoever wins that event. Has is going, you so know, has golf. played a lot of golf in a short period of time. Yeah. It's going to wrap up, uh, I would presume, on Sunday. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how um, how that unfolds, what type of field they end I up know. getting for that event. Um, yeah, it does end on Sunday. And then the um, then everyone heads down everyone to heads North Carolina. To the, women's open. So a little bit of a surprise, maybe they didn't boost it up a day or so in the week and start it earlier since there is a, we kind of go off week, New Jersey Mm -hmm. off week and then Vegas, but shadow Creek's awesome. We've seen it in the tiger woods and film match. We saw it last year. Uh, And like Ali Ewing, great champion. So, you know, clearly brings out good talent. Uh, And then, well, and, and we let's, then we have the women's open. We will bo- purse, ten million dollars. <laughs> ten million dollars. We will both be there yes. live and in person. Yes. Who your role will, will be different. <laughs> your role will be different than my role. I think so. You are going in more of a fan capacity. I am going as a fan of golf, fan of women's golf, and I'm yes. very much looking forward to. I have not been down to the uh, Southern Pines, Pinehurst area in a long, long time, so I'm going to try to sneak in a little bit of golf. And look forward to getting down there early Thursday morning and staying through the weekend. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, might have to like sneak in a, a live pod, a live fifteen minute recap. Oh, we can do it on like Instagram stories or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to take control of the Instagram. Oh, I don't yes, know how to use Instagram, this. but I think it's necessary. Mike, my, my my wife will be able to guide me through the Instagram. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be good for us. Yeah, I well, think it'll be good for my personal uh, image and brand. Right, totally. <laughs> it'll make you look really good. <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to cover off on? Any I don't think so. I have nothing else that exciting. I mean, I don't either. You, ta- you touched on um, NASA being in Beth Ann's article about best players to to not win a major, those lists always get a lot of publicity and, you know, they're good reads, but, you know, Jessica Corder was on there. Leona McGuire was on there. Celine Boudier was on there. Austin Ernst, Allie Ewing. So some predictable names um, that hopefully maybe they uh, get off the, uh, the major championship uh, schneid, if you will, and can pick one up at the massive, $10 million purse women's open. It's 
it's crazy. And we've talked about this kind of in our season preview and recap that you've got the founders event with a nice $3 million purse. Yeah. The match play has a $1.5 million purse. Now that's not a, a full field. Right. So it's a little misleading, but then you head to an event with a $10 million purse. That's uh that's Very life striking. changing for yes. a, a large majority of players. Right. Oh, right. And you can, right. You can yeah. say that money doesn't matter, but you always joke and you always see stuff on Twitter for during the players championship on the men's side, when guys get to 16, 17, 18, and are they going for the win or are they making business decisions? And oh, okay. I think there will be a little bit of that. Are you, yeah. if you're three or four back, are you pushing or are you trying to hang on to, you know, third, fourth, fifth place because it's elevated points for CME. It's a huge purse, you know, a, a fifth place finish at the U S women's open for better or worse goes a lot further than a fifth, fifth place finish the next week at the shop. Right. right? right. And that's just the nature of golf. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this really kicks off a awesome continuation of major championship season with, you know, pine needles, congressional, and then like we talked about to, to kick things off Muirfield for the uh, women's uh, open. So really some exciting stuff in women's golf and yeah, it'll be uh wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am here before we know it. I know. And I am also interested to see when Nellie Corda comes back. Hopefully soon. I know. I Hopefully so. soon. I don't know. I mean, we just don't know. Maybe don't two know. weeks is optimistic. It doesn't feel like a match play event is an event where you'd, you'd make a debut, but yeah, who knows? Hopefully she is at Pine Needles because it would be uh, disappointing if she wasn't. Got it. Well. Hey, have a great trip. Thank you. How many oh golf balls God. are you bringing to Band and Dunes? Well, I somebody talked me down from the amount that I had packed because <laughs> I had a lot packed. Um, and they are they like, all new? Uh, yeah. So you won't play. Is this go back to your, you know, industry days? You won't play like, oh, if I lose my first dozen of new balls, here's an older box of balls that I keep on the no. side. You're a good enough player. You're going brand new, fresh Titleist. I'm going fresh Titleist. I'm... This uh, episode is not sponsored by Titleist, but um, I we could be going you know, fresh TaylorMade's or Bridgestones or Frickson's or, or, or Callaways. You know, the uh, the fiance works for Titleist. So uh-huh. What can you do? Okay. I'm um, yes. So I'm bringing. I think I did a dozen and a sleeve. And for five rounds, yeah. So you have fifteen balls for five rounds. One of them is like the preserver. That's the par three. Yeah. You can lose a ball. You're saying oh, you've never lost a ball in a no, par I three? No, I have at the cradle, for sure. Um, the cradle? Aren't, isn't every hole like 100 yards? Yes, and I've definitely lost a ball. That could be due to <laughs> other outside influences. Probably. Um, okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think you can handle that. That's optimistic. I, it's a bit optimistic, but I'm also like, whatever. If I have to buy golf balls, I'll buy golf balls. I always get, if I'm on a trip and I go yeah, through like you, my run. How many did you take? Oh, I took two dozen and okay. I think I used the first ball I had for 36 holes. Right. And that's the thing. And that can happen if like I you know. don't hit it in a burn or don't hit it in any fescue. Yeah. I, I had a ball that I finally just took it out of play after 36 holes because it was so kind of beat up. But I've gotten to the points on golf trips, like when I was in Mississippi where I was playing terrible, where like <laughs> after I lost all my pro V's, I'm like, this is dumb. And I'm just playing like a beat up old whatever. The noodle you find. Right. Uh, 
Correct. The Nike Mojo that was made like 15 years ago. Yes. So I uh, so packed that. Honestly, packed so many clothes because yeah, it's the hard. weather is just you never know. Um, no, it'll be fun. We'll have to recap it. I'm excited. The the group chat is buzzing. Gosh. So you know it's time That's for great. the golf trip, which is always really fun. That's great. And your first round then is Wednesday. Wednesday, old Mac. Wow. That's Starting awesome. Strong. I'm very envious. I've never been to Bandon. Oh, You'll have a great time. Yeah. And I'm we'll pumped. be reunited in less than a month. Yeah. We'll recap it all again. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. <laughs> 